everyone. Welcome to Punchlines. I'm Frank Nicotero, longtime comedian, lifelong sports fan, live here at South South Point. Yes, south of the South Point Hotel. I'm in Los Angeles just for the day. I'll be back live in studio tomorrow. And today's show, it's a good one. It's going to have moments that will make you laugh harder than mom's Thanksgiving rolls. Are you confused? Well, watch this. This is a great clip. Ping! Yeah, so apparently it was mom's year to make the, the Thanksgiving rolls, and they didn't turn out well. I also saw someone made a, a, a Jello mold incorrectly, and it became a, a chew toy for the dog. But those dinner rolls just pinging off the bat like the College World Series. I love it. Uh, I'm Frank Nicotero. Thank you for watching. Joining me as always is Ryan, our producer. Ryan, what's happening? How was your Thanksgiving? My Thanksgiving was good. Didn't have to watch the Bears lose. Special episode, oh, episode 34. Had to break it out. We're gonna. I knew you would. I was going to text you last night, but I assumed that you would be wearing oh, the you number know, never, 34. Never we'll get assume. to that in a second. <laughs> um, I, I want to welcome in Alex too. Alex is in the studio. Alex, hey, what's happening, Alex? How was Thanksgiving for you? Hello, it was great. I surprised myself. I I cooked a lot this Thanksgiving, so that was fun. Nice. Uh, spent a lot of time in the kitchen with Grandma, learning a lot of recipes. So nice. Now, did your dinner rolls turn out horribly, like that woman's uh, that were rock hard and pinged off of an aluminum bat? I'm gonna be honest. We bought the rolls. Just the Hawaiian rolls kept it very <laughs> simple. So Same. safe. That was that clip is hilarious, though. You know, what? isn't that hysterical? I was listening to a, I think it was Dan Patrick was saying about how leftovers on a Hawaiian roll are the best. Those Hawaiian rolls, you make the little sliders. Oh, my yes. God. Those are the best. Had that for lunch the last three days. Well, is Sean working today? Because I know Sean eats Thanksgiving food for like a week, he said. Sean's not here today, but yeah, he's probably munching down. Right. Well, he was supposed to work, but the tryptophan he's been eating for four days has knocked him out. <laughs> he's probably and he in a coma, Hasn't woken from his slumber. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and point out Ryan's thing. Today is November 27th, and this is episode 20 or episode 34. And I I even have in the script. I'm like, do I even need to know what jersey Ryan will be wearing? There it is, the sweetness jersey. Tell us the story behind that. Well, it's just greatest player in Bears history. Had had to had to get the jersey. I don't have much of a story behind it, but. Now, is he, is he better than Peanut Tillman? Because I know that was your favorite well, yeah, growing Peanut up. was my favorite growing up, but that's because I got to watch Peanut. I got to watch Peanut. I didn't get to watch Sweetness. So just uh, <laughs> I known all the stories of how, uh, how great he was. I remember watching a game where he rushed, I want to say it was against the Vikings, for 250 or I, I know Adrian Peterson beat his single game record, 250 or 275, around there. But I remember that game was on national TV because you got to remember – I would get the Steeler games, you know, early at one o'clock in Pittsburgh. And then, you know, you never knew what you were going to get at 4 p.m. But the Bears were on a lot because of Peyton, I think. And he was absolutely I never saw him live. I saw Barry Sanders live and Barry Sanders did moves that the crowd would gasp. Now, Barry Sanders accused of, yeah, he, he had a lot of short runs and then he'd bust that long one. But he was playing for horrible teams, as was Peyton for a long, long point hey, of his thanks. career. But those two. For a long point of his career, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. The the 200, he was a 275 yard rushing game against the Vikings in '97 or '77, and then he had another 200 yeah. yard game against the Packers. So two, yeah, those two were unheard of. Games in 30 yeah. days. They were unheard of as a kid, and then another number 34, which we'll get to, Earl Campbell. So go ahead, uh, I, I, you guys, your faces are frozen for me, but that's okay. I can hear you fine. Um, Let's see the number 34 collage you got there. So read off who you did. you have Earl Campbell on there? Because he was my yep. favorite non-stealer. He yep, and Dan I've got Marino. Earl Campbell. Earl Campbell. Earl Campbell, number 34. He played at – now, the first college football game I ever remember watching was Texas at Notre Dame. I had never watched college football, and it was a Saturday afternoon, and my dad, being the Catholic – and my dad wasn't a big football fan – he just liked baseball. And he's like, oh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame's always good root for Notre Dame. So, of course, my dad was rooting for Notre Dame. I'm like, well, I'm going to root for Texas. And Earl Campbell was the running back. And I think he was the Heisman winner in, what, 77? So I was probably about eight years old when I watched my first college football game. I, I, I vividly remember seeing him run in the white Texas uniform. And then he got to the Oilers. So he was my favorite college player. And then he got to the Oilers for the Steelers. I don't watch. And this guy, you know, it's sad to see him nowadays because I think he's on a rascal, like, permanently. Um, he, he has trouble walking, but this guy, he only played, you could check, I think Campbell only played for like eight or nine years, 
but he abused his body. He didn't, he, he never tiptoed out of bounds, man. He hit people hard. He and Donnie shell just was elected to the hall of fame. I had some epic collisions in Steeler Oiler games, but Earl Campbell, great number 34. Do you have Bo Jackson up there? Who else you got up there? Yep. I got Bo. I got Giannis. I got Charles Barkley, John Lester, Kirby Puckett, uh, Austin Matthews, Bo Jackson, David Ortiz, Walter Payton, and Kerry Wood. You said Bo Jackson twice, but he played two professional sports, so that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah it works. <laughs> uh, Alex, do you have a Alex? Do you have a number favorite, favorite number thirty four up there? I mean, that's a great list up there. I Giannis is my favorite NBA player for sure, and then Austin Matthews is an outstanding hockey player. Um, kind of a slow start for him right now. He's usually leading the league in goals, but we're going to see that flip around here soon because they're going to make a deeper playoff run. And that's what they're saving that for. <laughs> That, there you go. They, I know I know those fans want to hear that. Um, uh, as far as Giannis, I don't know if you know about this. The reason he chose number 34, it's special to him. His mom was born in 1963 and his dad was born in 1964. He took the from his mom's birth year and the four from his dad's to make 34. And his brother flipped it and does 43. So I thought that was a nice story on why he chose 34. That's special. Special did you, meaning. Did you learn that it's from special. the little um, animation movie about him? Have you watched that yet? <laughs> it was no, I haven't seen that. No, what is that? I I I'll have to look it up. I haven't watched it yet either, but there is a movie. I'll watch it. If as long as it's shorter than three and a half hours, I can watch it. That's that's uh, I, the, the flowers of the killer moon. I still haven't jumped into. Um, but yeah, Gianna's 30, 34. and you know, I guess Barkley were thirty four. So we should shout out Sir Charles as well. We've got a, a live comment about uh, somebody. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> my stepdad. His 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 dad's name. Sorry, was uh, was Barry Sanders. So they used to prank call a lot of people, saying that they were uh, the Barry Sanders. Now, see, I, I really feel bad for you, Ryan, that you really weren't of the era of prank calls because prank calls was very fun to do. Now, with cell phones and caller ID, you can't do them. But as a child, there was nothing more fun than tormenting people in your neighborhood making prank phone calls. I was able to do um, it before of course, I the turned classic, ten. Once I turned oh, 10, what uh, was your prank call that you? What was the prank call that you did? Do you remember? Uh, no, we used to do them at the after little league games, just running around the field, and someone had a phone, so we would just call. I think we called Glenn Glenn Lerner one time. Um, can't remember what we went with, but they they said that they had caller. Who's, ID Glenn, who's Glenn Lerner? What's Glenn? What's what's Glenn Lerner? Glenn Lerner's the uh, popular, not popular, but <laughs> famous attorney in town. Um, Glenn Lerner is the way to go. Call eight seven seven one five zero zero. Yeah, that that thing. Well, it's Glerner and Rowe. Well, he just got a free shout out on the show, so there you go. Congratulations, Glenn Lerner. Yeah. Uh, Alex, did you ever make prank phone calls? I never. You know, we did them way back in the seventies and eighties. We'd say like, "Hey, is your refrigerator running?" And they'd go, "Yes." And you'd say, "Well, you better catch it. It's running down the street." Yeah, it was so stupid. But you know what? It was that was what we did before Atari and before cell phones. And we used to drink out of a hose, right, Ann? And we would watch TV with rabbit ears. Oh, my God, I'm getting old. Uh, Alex, do you ever do prank calls? Not really. Um, maybe to my cousins and family members. No outside people I didn't know. Which is very strange because her cousin is Glenn Lerner. So she would prank <laughs> the same person. All right, let's get on to some fast takes. I don't know if we have the graphic or not. We run in the graphic. Let's do it. Frank's fast takes. Let's do it. All right. Begin. There it is. Thank you, Billy Gardell, as Clint Eastwood. Um, I want to start off with the Italian thing. Giant respect. Vinny, we're talking Italians in here. Oh, can he hear me from the sports book from Los Angeles? I don't know. But this guy, Tommy DeVito, are you guys not loving this guy's story, Alex, Ryan? I mean, you got to love this guy. Love it. Absolutely. Um, I did see the press conference where they asked him about that. So I'm sure that's where you're heading, right? By the way, I, exactly. And by the way, this symbol right here, I'll do it from the side. This is actually an emoji that you can use on your phone. And my friend Frank Mergy, who was our F1 guy who calls in, he sends this to me all the time. But yeah, so Tommy DeVito, uh, born and raised in New Jersey, playing about three miles away at Giant Stadium. He's by far the most popular giant. I would love to know if anyone can Google it, what his jersey sales are, if they even have Tommy DeVito jerseys yet. You also have to remember, Tommy DeVito was the name of Joe Pesci in Goodfellas, who was a maniacal killer. And I believe Tommy DeVito has more multi-touchdown games than Daniel Jones in the last year or something crazy. But, I mean, this guy is bringing the characters out and he brought his family out. So go ahead and roll some of the video you got there on him, Alex. I can't see it. His family in the parking lot. And him walking in the stadium. Unbelievable, right? The guy, is he owns the town right now. And then they did the uh, team intros. His intro was the 
Sopranos in theme music. The theme from The Sopranos. The theme from The Sopranos, Got Yourself a Gun. <laughs> now, I want a disclaimer. Crowd, everybody up in the Vinny, 500 level doing it. Made JC Jackson miss, and I love this celebration. I just love that celebration. He's the best. This is the smoothest guy in New York right now. And all two of their. Tommy DeVito. Daniel Jones might as well just pack his bags now. Am I right? I mean, he's getting, what, 100 million guaranteed the next three years? Like, well, you know, Tommy DeVito's family he might have a way of taking care of that contract. I don't know, you know? Yeah. But yeah, he, he owns the town right now. And this gesture, you know, this is an Italian thing. And the idea actually came from the Giants trainer, athletic tra assistant athletic trainer, Phil Buziario. Buzz, they probably call him Buzzo. Anyway, he mentioned it, uh, that he should do it. And uh, it's an Italian thing, and it means mace voi. Uh, Vinny, I, I'm butchering that pronunciation, but it kind of means like, what do you want? So like Italians will do this, like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? You see it in all the Italian movies. And he's made it a thing, and they're doing high fives with it now. I mean, I love the guy. I, I've become a Giants fan just for Tommy DeVito, baby. I mean, there's definitely something to be said for quarterbacks. If the players like the quarterback and are rooting for him to succeed, you see yes. these offenses do much better, right? It's pretty clear that the Patriots have no faith in Mac Jones or oh. even Bailey Zappi for that matter. So it's great for, for Tommy DeVito. I'm excited for him, and I'm glad that the team has gotten behind him and they're actually helping him. I mean, oh. look at Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, He had a lot of success in San Francisco because George Kittle and the guys, you know, they were behind him. Yeah. So it's a big deal for them in New York. That's, that's good for them. There's just something about this Patriots way. Like, I don't understand why Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones need to have playing time yesterday. Start one of them. If they do bad, then you put the other. You bench one, put the other one in. Josh McDaniels did the same thing earlier this year with Aiden O'Connell. Uh, and the, the, I could forget the other one who replaced him. But either way, what, is, what I don't understand. It's not the preseason. If you're going to lose, yeah. lose with one guy. I, I, I didn't get it. But are the Patriots phoning it in to get a high draft pick because there's like five quarterbacks they might want to grab? I mean, it seems like they are, and Belichick's already got one foot out the door. I don't know. Or is it one of those things like Greg Popovich in San Antonio, uh, who's over 70, uh, and they, they win the lottery and they get Wemby? So I don't know. Do you see Belichick staying or not? I mean, if they get the number one pick and all of a sudden they get a Caleb Williams or, or Penix or May or one of those guys, I don't know. Feels like that to me, Frank. I definitely would have to agree with that. It does. And you know what? What sucks is all my Patriots friends are like, no, no, no. We're, we're doing this on purpose, you know? We're losing on purpose. One year, we're going to have one bad year, and then we're going to get the high draft pick. Like, they're trying to, like, you know, validate the fact that they're playing horribly. So, I don't know. Maybe they know something I don't know. But I mean, if Belichick had the high Boston, pick with Mac Jones, I don't, I don't know why he would Mac get Jones another shot. Mac Jones was, like, top 12, though. Right. But Mac Jones was, like, in the teens or 12. He wasn't in the top 10, I don't think, was he? No, it was, I think it was 12, 12 or 13, right before Justin Fields. Right. Either way, also... Other great Italian football players besides Tommy DeVito, the number one, Dan Marino, Joe Montana, Dan Pastorini, Franco Harris, and Vinny Testaverde. All right, let's go to some college football, and we'll talk nailed it or failed it after this. College football, um, now I'm in, I'm in my buddy's Christian's place, right? He went to UW. He's a, big, he's a big Washington Huskies fan. He already says they're the worst number three or number four ranked team he's ever seen. He says there's no way. He goes, Oregon would kill us in the rematch, which is happening in Vegas this week. What's the line on that game? Do we have a line on that? It opened nine. It's nine now and a half. Nine and a half. Oregon's favored by nine and a half? Yep. Oh, my God. Washington beat them a month ago. But, right. I mean, Oregon is humming. But the great story is, I mean, you got you to gotta love the way this game ended, the Apple Cup. The kicker, Grady Gross, kicked a winner, and then Coach DeBose gave him something really cool in the locker room. This clip's going I love this. Go ahead, roll it. Possibly. For the win, it so is he kicks the winning field goal. Good! Awesome moment. Grady Gross. Okay, I'm thankful for Grady Gross. Yeah! He doesn't even want to go the center of the circle. <laughs> and you know, know what I hope Grady Gross is thankful for? The scholarship he's earned. 
You love seeing that. Is that great or what? You know, every time I see those scholarships awarded, I always like, I always like well up a little bit. That's great. I mean, and by the way, here's my question. So if he missed the kick, he doesn't get the scholarship. <laughs> Probably cut. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's like, all right, go give, go find me. By the way, why is the number three team in the country finally only getting yeah. their kicker a scholarship? You know, usually these teams that are built with solid programs have like a high blue chipper out of high school. Uh, but anyway, congratulations to Gray. I just thought that was a great story. Alex, did you, uh, were you on the, uh, the Apple Cup at all? What did you think of that game? I actually took the points with Washington State. So that was a good one for yep. me, which we like to say <laughs> nailed it here. But um, what was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, you can put up the note or photo. We can talk quickly about that. What was the, that, game, that game was like nine, right? I think it was 14. I was going to say it was more like 13 and a yeah. half. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah, I apologize. And, 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 you know, again, we've seen these rivalry games. The score is always close, right? I mean, these, these are like, these are like, you know, games in the NFL. We always talk about Alex where, you know, Washington versus Dallas, Washington versus the, the Eagles, you go, oh, they're, you know, inferior team, but these teams, they play twice a year, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, always within three points. These games stay close. And in college, it seems like it works out that way too. Uh, what else did you have in Nailed It? Because I know uh, everybody had a good weekend, right? I know the book uh, the book didn't because the favorites. What were you, Ryan, what was that tidbit about favorites this weekend in the NFL? Because your Bears are playing tonight. 13 and 12? And They're 12 and 3 right now, so yeah. you might not want it to be 13 yeah. and 3. <laughs> because the Vikings are favored tonight. Against the spread. 12 and 3. Yeah, and it hasn't happened. So I, I got to, I don't, we'll, we'll talk to Chris when he comes in about that and see what kind of mood he's in. But uh, anyway, so what did you nail over the weekend, Alex? Um, okay. So actually, Frank, listen to this. You're going to, you're going to enjoy this. I did a round robin yesterday with a couple, um, first halves. So I did Atlanta first half over. I did Arizona and Rams first half over. I did the Giants and the <laughs> Patriots under first half. And I meant to do the Raiders full game under 38 and I accidentally hit over. So I nailed it on accident. <laughs> I hit a, a four team round That's robin. That's the best. Yes, I looked at it later and I told Jeff we were watching the morning games and I was like, oh my God, I did the over on the Raiders game. And he goes, I don't hate that at all because I think that <laughs> the Chiefs are going to score a lot here. So my day ended up very well because of a mistake I made. I've actually, I don't think I've ever done that. I know people are very superstitious if they go up to the counter and they say the wrong thing or they print the ticket wrong, they won't ask them to fix it, right? Because they're like, it's meant to be. <laughs> so has that, has that ever happened to you, Frank? Oh yeah, uh, I have. <laughs> it actually happened about two years ago. I hit the under on the uh, on the website there, and it's funny because you're rooting for the over the whole game. And I had I had substantial, not a ton of money, but you know whatever. It was a big bet for the day. So it's always funny. You're rooting for the over the whole game, and then when it doesn't happen, you're like shit. And then you look and you see your account up a couple hundred bucks. You're like, wait a second, and you look and you're like. Okay, the gambling guys were with me today. Yep. They're usually not with me, and it's usually overs. But yeah, I actually, you know what? It was a Steeler game. It was a Steeler game with Ben Roethlisberger's last season, and uh, I don't remember which game exactly it was, but I took the over and the under hit, and it was close, and I was pissed. And then I looked, and I was like, no, well, never mind. Looks like we're ordering pizza for the night game. So yeah, it was good. It was a good win. Very good, and I'm glad that you uh, specified that it was a Steelers game a few years ago because you know we aren't really betting overs on Steelers games this year. No, and I'm sure Chris and I will talk. Well, you and I and Chris and Ryan will all talk about that when Chris Chris comes up uh, in the show in a little bit. Um, you know, we should talk about our Farley Parlay, our Friday Parlay. We did it. Um, we did a Thanksgiving edition, if I'm not mistaken. It was the turkey. Tur what did you call it, uh, Ryan? Uh, it was uh, for Alexon Parlay. It was a teaser. But yeah, for Alexon. For, for Alex and for so who had the early game? So yeah, so I you took the, the early game Lions. with the Green, Green Green Bay Packers, which which looked scary at the beginning because why you pushed it up to fifty four. Yeah, yeah, pushed it up to fifty four. They had what twenty eight in the first quarter. Yes, and uh, exactly. I texted the group chat said this is going to fly over, isn't it? And then it kind of just died. <laughs> always, always good. No, to jinx like early. a turkey. I, it was a turkey. Turkeys can't fly, right? So there you go. You you almost so that hit that hit that stayed under. Alex, uh, you won the or, uh, Ryan, you won the first part of the the parlay, and then Alex, you had game two. You had the Cowboys that you teased down, correct? That is correct. I think I got off kind of easy with that middle game there because uh, teased the Cowboys down to five or five and a half, and never really a sweat in that one, right? Nope. And then we gave you the most challenging one, Frank. We gave you the yeah. tough game. I was looking for input. I was like Seattle at home, the twelfth man. 
I was getting 12 and a half for 13 points. We didn't even know if Gino was coming back, definitely. But I'm like, some about Seattle, some about holiday games. And I even said, I said, look, San Francisco will win the game. They're a superior team. And I could have had them down to even. But I took the 12th man. And Christian, who, whose place I'm at, what an idiot I am. Um, it was scary from the beginning. I mean, San Francisco, San Francisco, right? They started out here. Everyone's like, they're going to win the Super Bowl. Then they lost. Was it three in a row? Purdy was looking human. They look like they're back. I don't know what happened or what they needed to hear. But boy, do they look really good. Because Seattle, again, playoff team last year, they're a solid team. Uh, they, they just ran through them, man. McCaffrey is just unbelievable. And, and Purdy, I mean, again, his completion percentage, I mean, he might set an all-time NFL record. Yeah, no, you're right. They look so good. Big game this weekend, them against the Eagles. We'll see who's really at the top Oof. of the NFC here. But um, I don't blame you. I mean, Seattle, they're just, I think they might be below average at this point. They may miss the playoffs. They have not looked good in the last month or so. And even if they found ways to win games, you know, it, none have been pretty. They don't look the same as last year. He's not using his weapons no. with Lockett and Metcalf. So, yeah, I'm worried about Seattle. And Smith and the Jigba or whatever. Yeah, they, they spent a first rounder on him. Yep. And, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and then Kenny Walker's been dealing with injuries, so that was a big blow. So, yeah, I went with Seattle. And, of course, these guys had to grill me because I, I had the losing pick. We have to figure that out. We have to figure out where the money stands on all this. And it was a tease, so it wasn't like we were playing for big bucks. So, damn it. Yeah, we're just playing for to win 16 <laughs> on a $20 bet. Yeah. I, I, I think mean, it was 27 really, was left in the account. The story around this teaser parlay, though, is that Ryan managed to pick a winner in that first game because even Jeff walked in and was like, wait, what did you guys have in that game? And Ryan knew because you and I were like, wait, you're not teasing the Lions down? We were shocked. I know. And we were like, okay, it's your game. Pick NFC what North you want. football. And he did. Well, that's how that's, I, I, and that's, and that's, that's two games that Detroit's done that to me this year because I remember when they went into Baltimore and they were on that roll – and I said, oh, this is the pick of the week. The Lions are going to come in there. And they got annihilated that game against the Ravens. Yeah, and they got rolled. Pretty much the same happened. They got rolled by the Ravens, baby. And then, I mean, Thanksgiving, I mean, it was funny because if you were on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it, man, people, I mean, it was, that was the lock of the day. I mean, it was Lions, 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 the feel-good story. First time they've been favorites on Thanksgiving in years. And they just came out and looked. They just, they, Green Bay from the beginning. I mean, my God. And is Jordan Love for real? What do you guys think? I mean, the. Oh, you can't talk Packers. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm, I'm a, a love hater. They, I mean, they could find their way in the playoffs. They could sneak in there in one of those last spots. But I don't know if I'm all the way there yet with Jordan Love being for real. Yeah. I don't know. Um, you know what? It, well, uh, let's end fast takes with one more thing, the hockey thing. Um, the St. Louis Blues, I think they started this face cam, this lookalike thing. Am I correct on that, Ryan? Is, uh, I think St. Louis seems like they're the ones who did it first. I'm not sure if they are. I'm, I've seen it all over the league. So, Yeah, it seems like maybe they're the Rangers, or I guess in L.A. they do it a lot because there's going to be famous stars there. But, you know, a lot of popular thing to do, and you can go and roll the clip now if you want. This is, uh, you know, between uh, on a commercial break... And uh, they find these lookalikes, and they do The Office. Now, Ryan, I know The Office is your favorite show. It's one of my favorite shows. Alex, are you an Office watcher? Absolutely. Love The Office. Great show. Yeah, it's the best. So this one's great. They kept saying, wait to the end. So I'm like, all right, what's going on? What's going to happen? So they found some really good lookalikes. All right, we're on Pam now. Okay. Little girl looks a lot like her. She does. She does. I wonder why. Maybe because it's her daughter. Oh, my gosh. It's her daughter. How great is that? That is so cute. I love it. Apparently, this. she's a huge Blues fan. That was that was Friday night against the Predators. They were losing 6-2, to two, so at least the crowd got a thrill that, that Pam was in the house. No gym sighting. Not sure where he was, but uh, that's just so cool that she showed up and she was there. I was actually on a flight with her. Whoa, look out. I'm dropping names. I was on a flight with her, and it was the second time I had met her. Who was her? Because... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Pam, uh, Jenna Fisher, okay. or Jenna, Jenna, yeah, Jenna Fisher, yep. Fisher, Jenna Fisher, yep. Jenna Fisher. She was on the plane, and she was with her husband at the time, who was James Gunn, who's now the king of Marvel, right, and directed all the Gardens of the Galaxy. Now, the only movie he had made kind of at the time was called Snake or something. It, was, it might have just been called S. And it was about like snakes or something. So she was obviously the more big success and, and very nice. 
But, and I, I'm embarrassed to say this, but they went to the same personal trainer that I went to. So I'd met them once at Studio by Javier, which was in Los Angeles, Ventura Boulevard. And of course she was, I mean, I walked in and I was like, because it was right during the heyday of the office and she couldn't have been sweeter. So I was getting on a plane and I was heading back to coach and they were in first class and she looked up at me and I, she's like, hi. And I was like, oh, oh my God, what's up, Pam? I didn't say Pam. I was like, hey, Jenna. And we stood there and talked for a second until uh, everyone pushed me back into coach where I belonged. But very nice woman. And uh, The Office, I watched The Office last night. After I was putting the script together, I saw that clip. I'm like, I got to watch Office episodes. And that's what I did. And that's what I fell asleep to. What's your favorite Office episode? I don't know if I have a favorite episode off the top of my head. There's there's just so many good points. I mean, little, I mean, uh, little clips. Do you have a favorite? I mean, Frank? Mike Scarn. Yeah, probably the Michael Scarn, uh, Threat Level Midnight. I mean, it's, you know, a lot of people hate when they step outside of an episode and do something silly like that. That episode is the culmination of Michael Ray's script. And, you know, I, they used Billy Joel's Running on Ice when he's skating, and they used Pressure later on. And, I mean, just the fact that Craig Robinson's the president, and they, he forgot that he was bad. So it, it's just that episode. Oh, and they do the Michael Scarn dance. I mean, that episode is just genius. One of our one of our guys, Matt Nevery, wanted me to say the dinner party episode. Yes, and Matt, I love you. Even though you gave me that Drexel pick a few weeks ago, that I'll never forget that loss. Um, I agree with you, and I'm glad I stole the pen that you left. Apparently, you're the Uniball <laughs> pen guy, and I took it, and I never gave it back. And told me it was probably yours. I love it. I'm now a Uniball pen guy. But um, the the dinner party one, which they said, if you haven't seen the outtakes of that episode, they're brilliant because uh, they really were shooting in a small little place. And you've seen John Krasinski, you know, when he pulls the, the plasma TV out, it took him about 10 takes to get that because they couldn't stop. John Krasinski could not stop laughing at the TV. But that episode, that's probably those, those two are like one and one A. And then uh, the song, Man, Pan, you took me by the hand. That song. Oh, my God. That's such a great episode. Good call, Matt Neverin. All right. Enough about the office. All right. Close up Frank's fast takes. Let's hear Clint Eastwood. All right, that's enough of that. <laughs> All right, um, let's start, let's talk Monday Night Football now. Ryan, you're wearing your Walter Payton jersey on episode number thirty-four. Bears three points underdogs three against points Josh Dobbs and a hot Vikings team. Yeah, what do you think of this game tonight? And then we'll get Alex's take on this for sure. Uh, over under is forty-three and a half. I think that's really the uh, only thing that I'm looking at because the Bears defense. Can't really stop anybody. Um, and if Josh Dobbs, I mean, what, it's his fourth week in Minnesota now, so that offense is finally getting accumulated with him. I, uh, the pastor line. If the Bears stay in it, it won't be low. I don't think it'll be low scoring. So. Oh, okay. You think it'll be like a shootout? Yeah. Well, not necessarily a shootout, but. Over 43. Yeah. 24 20 gets it, gets it there. So. Gets it over. Yeah, and the favorites, man. I, I can't wait to talk to Chris. So, Alex, tonight, money, and if you have anything, or are you just going to watch this one because it, it could get ugly? Well, I did lay the three with the Vikings I, when I saw that this weekend because I, I didn't think we'd see two and a half. But there's a lot of money on the Bears, actually, because it's actually juiced to the three for the Bears now. So that's the sharp play. Um, I might be with the public here. But, I mean, Ryan kind of just said it. I really think that the Vikings will be able to move the ball. Um, I was kind of looking at their team total. It's 24 and a half over is plus 130. And in their three games with Dobbs so far, they've averaged 26.3 points a game. So if you like a high scoring game, you think the Vikings are going to be able to score. Maybe look at that angle there too. Um, I, I don't know. I am a little nervous. I think the Bears looked significantly better with Justin Fields. They had that game against the Lions. It was theirs to give away. So, I mean, this could be a very close game, and they could end up winning this. Um, division game, good one. But I laid the three with the Vikings. I think they're the better overall team. Yeah, I do too. I'm with you. And, of course, you know, Alex, I love hearing your takes. And, of course, my ears perked up when you're like, uh, a prop over. I was like, ooh, what? What? A prop over? Minnesota over 24 and a half? That's, that sounds like a Frank bet right there. Don't tell Chris when he comes in that I took another over. But uh, I like that. You know, then you're just, I, I like doing the team totals a lot. So I like the Vikings one. Um, Josh Dobbs is playing well. And by the way, I heard that he actually knows some of the players' names and he knows how to get to the locker room. 
because I loved that video. That second week he was in, they had to have a security guard show him how to get to the locker room. I mean, this is like starting a new job, but it's the NFL and millions of people are watching. But a uh, big fan of the past or not. Um, you know, I, I remember he was quite a character in Pittsburgh. He was a big social media guy. He would do stuff with Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, and, you know, happy to see his success. I don't think anyone's rooting against this guy. But who's more popular in the NFL right now? Is it Josh Dobbs or Tommy DeVito? It's a close call. That's really funny. And that's funny you brought that up because, you know, when he got traded to the Cardinals, he did a whole little skit thing where he went down to the team store. He tried to yes. buy his own jersey and he couldn't. So yeah. now you're asking that about Tommy DeVito. So kind of in the same boat, very lovable. People are uh, really getting behind these two quarterbacks. Alex, we see the same videos. Yeah, he, was, he walked into the pro store and he couldn't find his own jersey. And whoever runs the shop there, because they had him in like two days later, they must have had some kids somewhere sewing their little fingers off to get some jerseys in quickly because they had tons of Dobbs jerseys. He's, 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 he's great. Follow him on social media. He's really entertaining. Um, did you find out if Tommy DeVito jerseys are for sale? Did we look that up? They are for sale, but they haven't, they haven't released any kind of numbers on what his sales are. I wonder if like a shipment of those should maybe accidentally fall off a truck and they'd be passed out for a lower price to the kids in the neighborhood. Something like that could possibly happen. Um, so listen, uh, is anyone going to the Pac-12 championship this Friday in Vegas? Because it's, it's four days away and it's right in our own backyard. Yeah, Jeff, I feel Jeff like I need to going. go to... And then we also have two he is of our, going. Now, two I know of our he tech was... guys. Okay, and I know Jeff is also holding out. He's hoping that Missouri might make a, uh, a New Year's Day bowl, so he's holding out hope on that. But uh, the Pac-12 champ the, the Pac championship, I can't believe you're telling me Oregon is nine and a half points. And, oh, my God, the South Point will be flooded with Washington and Oregon fans for sure. But boy, I, you know what? If you would, I didn't look at the line this morning. I, I was in a meeting thing. But I did not know it was nine and a half. I would have thought that was going to be on a neutral site and I know the way Washington's been playing, they needed that non-scholarship kicker to win the game, but I would have thought for sure that would have been around you know, like four tops. I mean, are you shocked by nine and a half on that, Alex? Or do the numbers say that that's the right bet? I don't know if you've crushed it yet, but that seems, I just, I can't believe that. A little high, so I haven't adjusted from this past weekend, but looking at last week's going into those games, I had about seven and a half Oregon favored so I think with how well they did in their game and then Washington barely you know sneaking by their rival Washington State so I understand it but I mean it's a big game and I have a ticket on Oregon so I'll probably be taking the points here with Washington and trying to trying to middle here yeah that just seems like a lot of points but I mean you can see them covering like but I mean Washington has stuttered they definitely have they they beat up a lot of lower level competition but the fact that the game's right in town always makes it exciting. I mean, how many great things have happened in Vegas in the past three months? And then we got the Super Bowl coming up and the Final Fours in a couple of years. But Vegas is Vegas is where it's at right now, man. I love it. And the South Point always hopping. And I know there will be a ton of Washington and Oregon jerseys coming up this weekend. Um, all right. We should probably bring Chris in soon, right, to talk about the games over the weekend. I know and you he are And dying. I definitely have to talk about the Oh, you know, you know, I'm dying to talk about the Steelers right now. So why don't we take a, we'll take a quick break and we'll get Chris Andrews in here. We'll be right back with more punchlines. Once you've satisfied your hunger, get ready for more of the hottest casino games in Vegas. Our 24-hour, 30-table non-smoking poker room proudly hosts all the most popular poker games with a variety of betting limits. Visit the Poker Room for a schedule of daily tournaments. Whether you're going to hold them or fold them, the best place for poker is at South Point Casino. You'll notice that our craps tables are usually the loudest in the casino. If you've never played, join one of our free craps lessons to find out what makes this game so exciting. Check with the craps dealer for schedules and give it a roll. Bingo is also an exciting way to spend your time. We offer seven sessions of bingo every day. Bingo! And each session includes a cash ball jackpot, 12 bingo games, a progressive double action game, and a $10,000 bonus coverall. Electronic units are available. If you haven't played bingo with us, give it a try today. Guests can also get in on the action at our one-of-a-kind race and sports books. Two separate rooms designed to maximize your experience and comfort. Our sports book, with over 400 seats, puts you right in the middle of the action, 24 hours a day. 
the friendly ticket riders are happy to help. And it's conveniently located next to the famous Del Mar Deli, where you'll find supersized portions of delicious deli items like roast beef, pastrami, and Reuben sandwiches, or soups, salads, and pizza, plus spectacular desserts fit for a king. And right next door is the race book. Over 150 seats, each with its own TV screen. There are 16 interactive player terminals, so you can bet right from your seat. Hey, welcome back to Punchlines. I'm Frank Nicotero here at the South South Point. I'm south of South Point here in Los Angeles. I'll be back tomorrow. But uh, the sports book uh, was packed this weekend. I mean, it was a holiday weekend. What a great weekend. And to tell us about it is the director of the sports book here at the South Point. There at the South Point is our own Chris Andrews, who is from Pittsburgh. And I haven't seen him pop up yet, but I assume he's wearing some sort of Steelers shirt. Let's see. No, no, no. I wore my Steelers shirt yesterday. I have numerous Steelers wow. shirts, is, but I changed the pace for today. So I was reading in DK, you know, we're both DK sports fans. Yeah. Who, uh, DK sports is this great app out of Pittsburgh. Uh, one of a kind, really. I know a lot of other towns are trying to replicate it, but it's nothing but Pittsburgh sports. And he talked to some veteran who he remained nameless, uh, anonymous. And he just said, how about that first play? Are you kidding me? They did play action. They threw over the middle, and it was to a tight end. I mean, if that wasn't a statement to Matt Canada, and then the, the DK asked, do you think Matt Canada was watching at home? He's like, oh, pfft, for sure. I mean, was that not like they, and Tomlin later said, oh, that's not why they did that play like that bullshit. That was literally the first play of the game was three things that we hadn't done all year. I had, I'm on a thread with, uh, there's, I think there's 13 of us. We all went to high school together and all Steeler fans, of course. And after that first play, my one buddy, who lives here in Vegas, by the way, texted me. He says, do you see what happens when we use a tight end? <laughs> you know, and Fryermouth had, I think, the biggest, a, a bigger game than even uh, than Heath had when he was, uh, uh, help me with the names. I'm terrible with those. Heath Miller. When Mark he, Bruner, Heath Miller. Heath yeah. Miller. You know, so, I mean, he had a huge game yesterday. I was glad to have him back, and he was used in the offense. Uh, you know, and I, I got another friend from Reno, another Pittsburgh guy that I text with and right away we're saying, you know, and even the, at the end of the first half, what do we have? Three points or whatever. <laughs> we look <Yeah>. better. <laughs> we look better. I can't, well, we you know, know, we just look better. <laughs> and, you know, I heard that guys had like a spring in their step and all. not Deontay Johnson on that one fumble, which is, you know, I, He'd be if Bobby Knight was a coach, he'd be going to get a blade of grass a, a couple of times. Well, that know? was the very next very <laughs> play after he after dropped, he the dropped that pass. Yeah, I mean that was just ridiculous. Um, but otherwise, Which, I by mean, the way, though, but yeah, that could have been a touchdown if you would have if they really looked at it. He got that third foot down. But I mean, Tomlin. I mean, they don't have a guy dedicated, you know, dedicated yeah. to that, and it, it cost them possibly seven points. I'm still waiting for the Jesse James touchdown, uh, whatever yeah. uh, year that was. You know, Get yeah. out of my brain. I was just uh, going to say, I'm still Jesse waiting for James that one. The Patriots. Yeah, we should have had that yeah, one and gone to the Super Bowl. Uh, we, but anyway, we, I know. But they, they look good yesterday, Frank. I mean, I know they put up 16 points, but you know, there's a bunch of numbers. The first 400, they didn't have one 400 yard game under Canada. First game he's gone, they get 400 yards. And like I said, I, mean, I know they only got 16 points, but it just looked better. It looked like more. And you can, like, so if Matt Canada goes in for a job interview and he just slides his resume across the desk, he's like, here you go. Yeah. And they look at him and go, huh. So the minute you left the company, they had their biggest game in three years. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for coming in. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, if he applies at North Allegheny or, 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 or Shaler or you know he might get a job, but even then he's got to he's got to leave the Pittsburgh area. Hope he goes somewhere where nobody's ever heard of him, and like maybe he'll get a high school job or a Division three job because that's what, all he could get. I think I I think he should head north to the CFL where he can actually slow that <laughs> game down <laughs> yeah. with the three downs and the twenty five yard end zones. Right. But that way, you know, in Canada he might be he might be in Canada with the last name. They might not care, eh? Hey, oh, yeah, we know what your offense is all about. Yeah, you're going to run a jet sweep there right there, and then you're oh, going to yeah. go down to Tim Hortons and get a coffee and some donut holes. Uh, yeah, that's, that's good. That's all about. But did you ever see the Canadian anyway. game? They got guys starting from 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage and running up. Oh, he won't do that, though. He'll have them just in the three-point stance say, we don't want, we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. Uh, that like, that's like no, cheating. We don't want to do that. Yeah. 
Maybe he gets a job in the Arena League, but then again, his offense, he wouldn't even he couldn't even put points up in the Arena League. I, I'm dead serious. I, I, I think he's got to go to high school or Division Three, and I'm, I'm not joking at all about that. <laughs> I completely agree, man. But, you know, pick it through for over 200 yards, no picks. For, you know, over 250. I don't know if you saw that step yeah. during the game. His first time all yeah, year, he, over 250. He had 278. Yeah, You know, listen, when he came really out of pit, when he came out of pit, and my friends, you know, uh, I— there's a bunch of us, a couple Penn State fans, a lot of Pitt fans, a couple are sort of neutral. I said at the time that the Steelers have to take Pickett. They cannot pass yeah. on another Pitt quarterback who's projected in the first <laughs> round, just like they did with Danny Marino. You know, they, they didn't draft him because they were trying to appease Bradshaw, who was out of the league a year later, and they missed on, Bra on Marino. But as I didn't like Pickett. I wasn't ready to bail on him, and now I'm really not ready to bail on him now that we see that let's at least – and I'm not sold on him yet, but let's at least yeah. give him a chance, at least a chance. Yeah, I mean, he's got he's got six more games to prove it, and this weekend, uh, right now I see the Steelers around five and a half, six. Yeah. Or, uh, what do you have him at South Point over the Cardinals? Uh, we opened um, six. They took the six, and we're down to five and a half. Yeah, that's what I thought. And uh, I don't know. That line feels about right. I mean, uh, you know – Kyler Murray's back for the Cardinals, and he came out and looked strong. And then the Rams just plowed them. So yeah, I, I you know, know. I, everybody that's been following me knows I'm not a Kyler Murray fan. I've said it from this. He'll have the best highlight reel in the league and not win that many games, and that's the way he is. That's so, true. I, I like I like the Steelers. Small. I think it's I, listen. It's tough to lay points with that team, but I think they're the right side this week. We have that thought, we, and then we got New England, we got Indianapolis. I mean, you're looking at a team that's seven and four, could be eight and four, nine and four, ten and four. Yeah. Bolts aren't a joke, but right. it's just crazy to think that. Before we go any further, let's mention some of the places we're we're on Dom's Pizzeria in Trafford. So I'm hoping they're listening. We got a lot of Steelers <laughs> stuff today, and, and locally, what do we got? We got uh, Steiner's, Steiners, your outfit, and uh, Oasis yep. on Decatur. Uh, you know, so we got at least three places where you go, and more than that with Steiners, you know, yeah, but places that, uh, now these places in Vegas, these places in Vegas, I want to stop in and shoot something that we'll use on the show for them. Cause, uh, we appreciate you guys watching and taking your lunch break and watching the show. We could do and, that uh, Oasis in Pizza. 10 minutes, you know, next time. Yeah. If you ever get out of Hollywood, Frankie boy, you know, we could do something here. Well, and, you know, I have, I have meetings. There's people that yeah. need to see me. I have the. Private jet picking me up at LAX. It's labeled Southwest, but it's a private flight. Ladies yeah, and gentlemen. right. Yeah, and that's I what they call in, that middle seat, I, huh? It's, okay. Did we and I'll figure tell you out? What, I flew in on. Oh, go What's ahead, that? Frank. I was going to say, did we figure no, out go, how go, to go, get Alex, when he gets back tonight? Can yeah. we get him escorted to his room? Because the last time he got back, you know, <laughs> from the front to here, it was a mess with all his. Fans. Oh yeah, well, we'll make sure security's on that detail, Frank. So you know. I, you know, I kind of, I, you know what, someone, and I, I'm going to say this out loud, I, I'm aware of where the employee entrance is now. So I kind of come in from the garage Whoa. to the side, right by the big, the big cowboy statue. So I don't know, I might not come in the front because, you know, look, I, one or two or five or six autographs is fine. But when you're, you know, when the people are lining up with merch, or they have the punchline hoodies. Yeah. And uh, it just gets tiring. And it tires yeah. my hand out, ladies and gentlemen. Well, but, uh, listen, I did fly you, here. Do you know how many bookmaker groupies there are, Frank? I mean, I'm just inundated, like, constantly. It's unbelievable. <laughs> you know. I mean, come on, Chris. Um, by the way, I did fly uh, to L.A. on Spirit Airlines, which, again, I've never had a bad experience on. So shout out to Spirit. I had a middle seat. I had two lovely girls about my size. So we were all very comfortable for a 35-minute flight. So yeah. there you go. Okay. Um, so tonight, Chris, uh, I know we were talking about this earlier. If you were watching the show back in your office, yes, the I was favorites... watching the show, Frank. Of course, I was watching the show. Okay. <laughs> well, you know who else was watching? Dom's out in Trafford. Yeah. And Oasis and Steiners. But um, tell me about uh, this this historic run for the favors and, and what what you think about this and tonight's game too. Well, I don't know if it's a historic run for the favorites, but uh, what is it, Ryan? It's twelve and three. Or yeah, something? it's or pretty bad. And... Yeah, I you know I. Uh, a couple of funny stories. So first of all, it's like I'm at 538 this morning. My phone goes off. Now, you know, I have special rings for special people. So for Michael gone, it's, yes. you know, uh, hail to the chief. Da, 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 da. <laughs> so I'm like fumbling for the phone. It's him, you know, and I didn't get to it on time. And I'm looking at it. Now he's a great pocket dialer and I'm looking at it. And my wife, she goes, was that Michael? I said, yeah. They, you know, what do you think? I said, well, 
It's either one of two things. Uh, either it's a pocket dial, and I know he was not calling me to congratulate me on what a great day we had yesterday. Because <laughs> it was, not, I mean, I, I, it probably wouldn't fire me over the phone. I wouldn't think. But I have talked to him. He says, "Yeah." In the first, you know, the last that would bust my chops naturally. It's just Michael. But the last thing he says, "Yeah, don't worry about it." You know, okay. <laughs> you know, okay. Well, I said, if I had his bank account, I wouldn't worry about it either. But I had another friend of mine who runs uh, one of the other places in town, and he told me because it was the worst Sunday of the year. I said, well, ours wasn't the worst Sunday. I, it was the second worst Sunday, but that's uh, bad enough. But, uh, you know, I don't know. We, uh, yes. the, uh, I know uh, Alex mentioned it, but the sharp money is on the Bears tonight. But the yeah. public won so much this weekend. Right now, we need the Bears. Uh, and unfortunately, I kind of like the Vikings. You know, I don't know. I'm not, too, you know, but, you know, I kind of let, I always say, my, my opinion is worth one bet. You know, that's all. But uh, we'll see where the, we'll see where the money takes us. Um, but if they kick off right now, uh, I need the Bears. By the way, I really apologize, guys. This girl that's behind Chris keeps trying to call me. You see her over <laughs> your shoulder there. Girl, she keeps trying to call me and oh, I, really? I just keep hitting yeah. mute. I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, but she's been on her. She keeps doing this with her phone. It's like yeah. this is one of the groupies. I'm telling you, this is the people that come out, and she's probably pissed off that I'm not there today. So yeah. I apologize. You sure him. it's not me? She's uh, trying to get a hold of. <laughs> Could be Chris. Could be. Yeah. You, know, you never know. You know, I can't afford um, another divorce, so, uh, Frank. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, not after this weekend, apparently. No, right? not after um, that for sure. <laughs> so, um, I, you know, I was talking to Alex and Ryan about the Pac-12 championship right down the street. Oregon opening nine and a half. I mean, I'm, I'm staying with my buddy who graduated from UW. So we were talking last night and he says, he goes, this is the worst number three, number four ranked team he's ever seen. He goes, we needed that lucky kick in the Apple Cup to win. So he's not confident, but nine and a half points. Well, that Frank, seems crazy for two teams. Well, I heard what you were going to open it. And that's what I would tell you. Stick to comedy. I'll stick to making the numbers. Uh, mine, I was surprised too, but I, I try to uh, be as objective as possible. I, I'm, I'm math oriented when I do my numbers. And I looked and before Sunday or before Saturday, I was talking to Vinny. I said, I, I think, I think it'll be about seven. Vinny said, I think it'll be lower. I said, I think it'll be seven. And I went through my numbers. I opened the game 10, you know, and I know it opened nine, mm -hmm. nine and a half, even an eight and a half around town. I opened the game 10. Now they took the 10. I'm at nine and a half right now, but my numbers came to 10. Um, like I said, I don't like to use recency so much in the NFL. Uh, but I do like to use it in college. And if you look at the recent play of both teams, you know, uh, Washington went one direction and Oregon went another. And not that Washington's bad. They're not. And, I mean, could they cover this? Absolutely. But I just I thought the right number was 10. I think Oregon right now is playing great. I kind of, you know, I, I do hope they win the game. And they're, they figure to be a, a three seed, I would say, uh, in, in the playoff. Yeah. And I would just love to see them against Michigan or Georgia. I, I, I think those, and I'm not saying who I'd like or anything like that, but they, I have right. those three teams ranked very, very close. And Oregon is just playing some terrific football right now. Michigan has played it all year. And uh, Georgia's really come on in the last you know, month. Uh, I think any one of those matchups would be fantastic. Well, so, yeah, I mean, nobody wants to see Florida State. No one wants to see Florida State in that thing. Right? Well, right now I mean, the money's there's just the, nothing exciting. The money's on Louisville, so I, I know what the committee's hoping that uh, Florida State gets beaten and they kind of take it from there. Chris was talking about recency. And, uh, if you look at the six games since the two teams played, Oregon has had one single digit, two single digit games between Arizona State and Utah. Um, Washington has had. The flip side, four, they've yeah. been, they've been every single, all but two have been single digits. What are the two that weren't? Um, let me get it real quick. Uh, By the way, while he's doing that, we have to get Spencer on this week to talk Oregon Pac-12, yeah, right? for sure. For so sure. Stanford, yeah, they we beat by nine. Stanford, yeah. And then USC, they beat by 10. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, they're, so right they're, listen, right now, and, and it's a football game. I mean, God only knows. There's turnovers. There's crazy things that happens, uh, you know, that, that I could see. I could see Washington winning this game for sure, but I think the right number, my number was 10. They took it. I have a feeling we'll close about 10, by the way. So we'll see what happens. Oh. Good to well, know. Then I should uh, wait. And I just want to step. Are you looking to take the dog? Yeah, go ahead, Alex. So I have, 
I have Oregon. You to have win Oregon of futures. Yeah. yeah. So I'm. I want to take the points with Washington here. I think because I mean I, they do have I'd Michael wait. Penix. Okay. I, I'd wait. You know. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and uh, you know, like I said, can I see him win the game? Absolutely. Listen, ten point dogs win every week in college football. You know, <laughs> not so many this week, but you know, most weeks. Right. Uh, but I would. I would wait because okay. I think the pub and you and uh, Frank was right. There's going to be a lot of people from Washington and Oregon here in town. And I, I think you'll see 10 again. I, I do think you'll see that. Yeah, I can't wait for that game. That's going to be amazing. Um, let's just back up real quick to Ohio State, Michigan. Um, I had Ohio State. Um, and then, I, you know, it's always great at the end of the game when you're rooting for Michigan to get a first down so they can kneel on the ball and not give it back. But instead, they kick the field goal, which now covers. Um, what, was, what, was the, what was the swing like on that game in the sports book? Uh, just fan-wise, what was the breakdown? I wasn't there on Saturday. But uh, that had to be an exciting ending and a lot of screams and, and moans on that game. Well, you know, Saturday was actually pretty good for us. We had a pretty good set, and that was one of the good ones. So we needed Michigan in that game. Uh, we closed three, and, I mean, we could have gone to two and a half in that game, but, but I, I just kept saying, I am not moving off this three. We opened the game four. They took the four, took the three and a half. They were taking the three pretty good. I mean, it was uh, – one of the bigger college decisions of the year and uh, the handle on that game, you know, I, you know, I kind of kidded Vinny on Jeff's show. I said, you know, Vinny, can you make a phone call? One of these guys in Brooklyn, I know, you know, somebody, can we make this a five o'clock game or at least a four o'clock game? Something like that. <laughs> Cause early in the morning, but we had a lot of people here for that, but I'd love to see that a late in the afternoon game. But I know the theory, they don't want everybody to get drunk before the game. They'll get drunk after the game. <laughs> right. you know? yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I've been to Columbus. I haven't been to Ann Arbor, but uh, Columbus is high street is like where that's like yep. the happening place. And, uh, and when you get back in town, Frankie, I'll tell you a story. My one friend got sucker punched in the, uh, you know, in the, in a high street <laughs> bar. So pretty, it funny. wasn't me. It wasn't me. No, we weren't uh, friends back then. So, <laughs> but, uh, you know, so, uh, it's pretty cool. Ryan had asked Jeff if he thought Ryan day would be on the hot seat. If he lost this game, um, you can't fire this guy because he's lost three times in Michigan or can you, I don't know. Well, I think the expectations around, Virtually all of college football are just unrealistic. You know, I hear the same thing about James Franklin, and I'm not the biggest Franklin fan. I think he's a great recruiter, but firing him—I mean, you know, yeah, they lost to the number two and number three teams in the country, and <laughs> and guys are saying, and, and you know, the the I had some people's. I put out something about their defense. The guys, oh yeah, well they couldn't. You know, they gave up 24 and 20 to Michigan and Ohio State. I mean that that's pretty good defense. Yes, you know. Is. And uh, they shut out Michigan State the other day. So, you know, they needed to revamp the offense a little bit. You know, kind of, you know, Canada was available, by the way, Frank. So I don't think they're going to hire him. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's my two favorite teams. They had to get rid of their offensive coordinator midseason. But, you know, I think the offense did need some revamping. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but but just all these college schools. And I saw Texas A&M. You know, they hired Mike Elko, which I think is a very, very good hire. But they expect to go to national championships. Everybody expects to go to a national championship or it's a failure. And and I was for the playoff, and I still am for the playoff. But we lost a little something when the bowl games lost their importance. You know, back in the day, you know, the SEC, you won the SEC, you went to the Sugar Bowl. You won the Big Ten and the Pac Pac twelve, you went to the uh, uh you went to the Rose Bowl. You know, I mean, Ball, yeah. you know, these were big, th th this was like the culmination of your season, but now the, the only culmination that's going to satisfy everybody is a national championship. Well, that's one team and 130 teams are going to say, Oh, we're, we're nothing but failures. Well, that, that's just not true. Yeah. And that's not the way the world works. And by the way, I see your beloved Penn state possibly going to the peach bowl to face Tulane uh, is, is bowl guys projection so i don't know if that's yeah. gonna happen or not. Yeah, we'll see Tulane, by the way very good team but uh they're playing yeah. smu and the quarterback for smu is out and that we saw that number i i opened it low thinking he's probably out and uh i opened it three and a half i'm up to six <laughs> so i have a feeling i'm gonna be rooting for smu in that yeah was that jump immediate that jump was immediate because it came across that he's out and i i read i went on the smu website they were saying you know, they, he might play, might not. And I kind of was thinking, I don't think he'll play. But, you know, I did open it a little bit under the market. But uh, then it came out that he's not playing. 
However, they were saying that they're very, very high on this freshman quarterback who will do uh, the playing, uh, who will do the starting. And uh, I got to tell you, I think SMU, you know, Vinny kind of pointed them to me early in the year. He says, SMU's really good. And when they go, what are they in the mm-hmm. ACC next year? AC, SMU yeah. in the ACC. Yeah. He says, look out for them in the ACC next year. He says, yeah, you can look out for them this year, too. They're good. They put up a lot of points. So, I, I mean, with a healthy quarterback, I definitely like SMU in that game. But uh, with a backup, you know, I mean, backup quarterbacks, you know, we just, you know, we don't know. We'll have to see. I mean, kids 18 yeah. or 19 years old. I don't know. Yeah. Might have heard his thumb playing Fortnite. You never know. <laughs> and, you know, these are SMU, by the way, how much money did they raise when it was announced they were going to the ACC? Like $200 million in a weekend or something? It was something ridiculous like that. They're boosters. Yeah. They have a lot of money in Texas, is all well, I'm saying. So they're going to get some good players. You know, Frank, are you old, enough to, rem- you old enough to remember those great SMU yes. teams with uh, Craig James? I Craig was going to say Craig Eric James Dickerson. and Eric Dickerson. Well, they, they wrote the book on how to cheat. I mean, every one of those guys was driving yes. Corvettes. They had boats. They, I yep. mean, they, you know, so there's a lot of money. And uh, it took them 30 years or, or so to get back to where they once were. But those guys they want to come back with a vengeance. And I think that's a program yeah. to didn't watch. They get the, didn't, they get the, didn't they get the death sentence? They got the didn't death they penalty. Get, they got the death penalty. Yeah, I, yeah. I think, as far as I know, the only death penalty in the history of the of the NCAA. I got to say, I hate that yeah, they, they kind of deserved it, to be honest with you. That's yeah, pretty right. hard. I, oh, I remember. There's a... There's a great 30 for 30 yeah. ESPN uh, called yeah. Pony Express or whatever. Right. But I remember Craig, I loved Craig James, right? We were playing Nerf football. We'd be Craig James or Eric Dickerson. Uh, you know, so yeah, they, they were great. They were fun teams to watch, but yeah, maybe they're on their way back. That's good news. So um, I found, that, I talk to I found that SMU oh, total oh. for you. So within a week, a group of 30 do- uh, boosters donated $100 million. Really? Well, there's a lot of money in Dallas, you know, that, and they're Dallas. They're Dallas, not Fort Worth, right? I think they're uh, Dallas. TCU, I think, is in Fort Worth. Yeah, I think so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, $100 million in like a week they raised from 30. Jesus, that's that's a lot of money. Uh, yeah, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna be a force to reckon with, so that's a, that's a line to look at. Uh, real quick, before we wrap up, Alex, uh, you wanted to talk some pucks tonight because I know you and Ryan's beloved Golden Knights are playing tonight. Well, you know, the Golden Knights, they have lost three of their last four, so – Kind of a little scoring drought here for them, but I like them today against Calgary. I think this is a buy low for them. They're um, about 115 favorite here, and they're playing Calgary, and Calgary has had a very tough few games. They played at Seattle, at Nashville, at Dallas against the Stars. They won that one, and then they went to Colorado to play the Avalanche. So now they'll be hosting the Golden Knights. I look at the Golden Knights bouncing back here. Okay. That total is also lower than normal. It's just a six flat. Yeah. Not a six and a half. Wow. And I noticed the Sharks, the Sharks have four wins now. The Sharks are also the a late game. They're hosting the Capitals. All four and the wins Capitals at home. Are well, that one, <laughs> I would have loved that under in that one, but you went down to five and a half on that one, right? <laughs> I didn't do anything. That's the crew back there. The crew was down to five and a half. So stay away now. But under six, I would have been there for that game. Yeah, that one moved to five and a half with juice on the over. I got one more 34, by the way. Oh, yes. One more 34. Franco Harris at Penn State was number 34. Wow. Now, was Lydell Mitchell, who was wearing, was someone wearing? I don't know. who. I think Lydell Mitchell, oh, my God. I I want to say he's number 23, and that's a long time ago. But but I don't know why they they switched Franco to number 32. Oh, I know why. Uh, Andy Russell was number 34. For the steel. Wow. Pretty wow. sure. So pretty sure. 32. Yeah, pretty sure. Check wow, that out. But I think Andy pick, yeah. Russell was number 34. Frank, there's uh, six well, games be... in the NHL tonight. The uh, You want to guess what the salami's at? Yeah. All right. I'll say, uh, yeah, because it's, uh, I'll say 38 and a half. <laughs> Good guess. <laughs> it's 38 and a half. I thought you were uh. going to say 34. Yeah. <laughs> All right, maybe Frank. Does this mean I can bet the over, Chris? No, Frank. It means now you are making our numbers. You don't have to stick to comedy. Comedy. You can make our numbers for us every morning. What? I. I. By the way, I did not look. I swear to God. I just. I know you said how many games? Six, and I went roughly six, but a little six and a half. Yeah. Thirty-eight and thirty-eight and a half. So there you go. I guess that means I got to come back, and when I land, I got to run to the counter and bet the salami. One of these guys will put a bet in for (laughs) you. Um, well, tomorrow's show 35. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. We really appreciate it. I appreciate Chris letting me do this remotely. I had a 
a big thing going on here in Los Angeles. Went well, so I'll be back tomorrow in my chair that Alex is currently occupying. Thank you, Alex. Alex, any final thoughts on today's program? Did you learn anything from today? Um, well, I learned a lot because Chris came in here and told me to wait on uh, the Pac-12 championship. But yeah, it was a lot go. of fun. It's, it's always fun hanging out with you guys and doing these shows. Punchline. I love a full house. Yeah, I love a full house. Ryan, any final thoughts from you on something you've learned? And give us your, your preview of the, the Bears' final score tonight. Well, uh, Chris was saying wait on the Pac-12 championship. We didn't even ma- mention the Mountain West championship. Oh, God. Yeah. That's, That's also going to be in town. <laughs> UNLV, by the way. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, UNLV hosting. Which I'm so sorry. That environment needs to be so much better than it was last yeah. weekend. UNLV yeah. fans need to be loud at the right points and actually in Allegiant Stadium. They need it. It's been a while. You know, they're they're not trained well. To yeah, it's like they have never watched a football game in their life. <laughs> it, making noise when they're on offense. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it don't even. Uh, we yeah, I think you're right about that, by the way. They don't have much experience in this room. No. Yeah. I, like, after the game, I was like, if you, <laughs> if you bet on the away team, you, it's pretty much a lock because there is no home field advantage in Allegiant. Not for UNLV. <laughs> Money shown on UNLV, to, by the way. For, is is it? it? Yeah. Uh, we, I opened and two and a half, your... and we got bet up to three, and now it's coming. I think we're down to two right now. I think, yeah. It's By two. the way, that was the most unattractive, sh- most unattractive shot of me ever. I thought I was off camera drinking ice. <laughs> That's Drink what the people want to see. That's ice. what I'll... That'll... I do eat ice. I do. And my dentist has wanted me to stop, but I haven't had a cavity since I was like 11. All right, final thoughts. What's the Bears' final score tonight, Ryan? I'll take a Bears win. We'll go... Uh... 27. Ooh. 23. So I over. Oh my God. All right. Bears by four. 17, 14 over. Bears. <laughs> all, right. all right. Well, I was. All I was right. All I got to go back to work, fellas. Yep. Like, all right. Thank you. And by the way, a final shout out to Doms and Trapper. Thank you for watching the show and signing an Oasis. I'm going to come see you guys. We appreciate you watching the show. I know our subscribers are up over 700. 704. 704. 704. All right, let's get to 714 in the next couple of days. That's Babe Ruth's uh, career home runs. Let's get to 714 for the Babe. Uh, for Alex White, for, for uh, Chris Andrews, for Ryan, I'm Frank Nicotero. I'm not live in Nevada, but I will be tomorrow. Live, live in Nevada every show.